The planets aligned this week with Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. They will be visible in the morning sky starting June 23rd, 24th. And this has not been seen since 1864. In fact, Uranus and Neptune will also be in line. So seven stars are coming into alignment at the end of this month. But the question is looming in everybody's mind is what does it mean? What does this mean? Is it doom and gloom for the world or have your lucky stars aligned and all your wildest dreams are coming true? Well, hopefully it does not mean that the stars are aligning for the quote unquote idiots who are homophones homophobes, homophobes who oppose the alphabet agenda to quote-unquote die off like dinosaurs, as Chris Evans believes. But if they did, if this is what the stars would meant, would that mean, the real question is, would that mean that Islamophobia, Christophobia, mental healthophobia, uh, uh, medicinophobia, scienceophobia is cool again? Can we now be anti-science? I think, I think that might be, might be exactly what it means. Uh, and here's another question. Is this a sign? The stars coming to line. Is it a sign that Saudi will actually join with the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and Morocco in the signing of the Abrahamic Accords, thus making Islamo-Judeo-Christiophobia not cool? And therefore making you a homophobe. And if you are a homophobe, you are probably a white passing, patriarchal passing, tyrant passing who wants to control everyone's life, which is exactly why, which is exactly why we need to have an iron grip on society over the thinking, over the speech of every person. We need to set up a social credit score to track every person just to make sure there can't be people out there who want to control every aspect of your life. This is why President Joe Biden is most likely appointing his vice president, Kamala Harris, who does not or cannot really identify what a woman is because that would be homophobic. He's appointing her to be the minister of disinformation, the head of the disinformation board to make sure that everything that you read and see on the World Wide Web is actually true truth and actually their truth. Does this mean this, the stars aligning? Does it mean that women, I mean, excuse me, menstruating people will be stripped of their sanctimonious God-given right to kill babies with Roe v. Wade possibly being overturned in the Supreme Court today? That is on the docket for today, Thursday. If you're listening to this after Thursday, it's on the docket today on the Supreme Court to be announced. Is that what it means? If that is the case, would it make the Supreme Court, obviously, menstrophobes and homophobes, even though homosexuals can't get pregnant together without having a third party involved? Unless, look, I, I did the math on this. If you are a trans gay man, which means a, a woman who became a man but then is attracted to men. And you're together with a gay man, 
who is attracted to biological women who are now transitioned over to becoming a man. And neither of you went through the compassionate life-saving surgery of hormone blockers and, and castration and uh, having double mastectomies and having your uterus ripped out that is happily destroying so many lives around the globe, uh, as pridefully reported by the Ministry of Different Disinformation. So if you haven't done that, then technically two men could get pregnant and therefore abortion is a man's issue because men can have baby too. Or maybe, just maybe, the stars aligning means that you should drop your SJW banners, get outside, and get a life. Hey, it's Lucas Scrobot, and you're listening to The Lucas Scrobot Show, where we uncover purpose, pursue truth, and own the future. Episode 288. It is June 23rd, 2022, and it is quite the week. Literally seven planets are coming into alignment the beginning of June 24th. June 24th, the planets are coming into alignment. They're, we're able to see five, as we said in the intro, but in fact, seven planets in this quote-unquote celestial show, the planet parade of the year is going to be seen. One, one site said that this alignment has not been seen since 1864. 1864. Does it, does it mean that, is it, is, it, is it a sign in the heavens? Seeing that we are about to see drastic shifts and changes. I don't know. Another thing that happened just today Yesterday, massive earthquake in Afghanistan. Over a thousand people, a thousand people have died in one of the largest earthquakes in over a decade. Uh, we've talked a lot about Afghanistan last year. It has fallen out of the news cycle. But I, I just received word uh, today. I, I keep up with everything that's happening in Afghanistan, but there's still hundreds of refugees that haven't been relocated yet. They're just stuck in these waiting, holding areas and, and no one wants to deal with and no one wants to, uh, or is, maybe people want to, but no one is relocating them to a final destination. It has just been such a mess. And in the country, uh, things have not improved. It is still under Taliban rule and the rule Maybe it, it, it's not in the news where it was in the late 90s, but there's still women's rights are being taken away. Yes, I said the word woman. Women's rights are being taken away. Religious rights are being taken away. Minorities are being persecuted, like the Hazara people. But it is, it is quite the mess over there. And now uh, an earthquake, it is quite, quite sad. Very sad. Uh, also, this week, we see that the United States is, President Joe Biden, is going to Saudi Arabia, and he's going to be meeting with uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi. And there is talk, there is talk and, and, and rumors and wanderings, ponderings, that it is quite possible that Saudi could be joining the Abrahamic Accords along with the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and Morocco. Now, Saudi has made it quite clear, has made it quite clear 
that they are not going to sign any accord or join any accord unless there is a, a acceptable acceptable resolution between uh, Israel and Palestine or Israel and the West Bank and Israel and Gaza, that there's some sort of resolution that has come to pass. But there is rumblings across the news world where the U.S. government is saying that is very likely that over the next coming weeks, we will find out that more nations are going to, in some measure, be joining this accord. State uh, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said on Wednesday that Saudi Arabia is a, quote, critical partner encountering Iran's power in the Middle East, as well as helping to expand the Abraham Accords, which normalizes ties between Israel and Arab nations. Now, these were all, you know, off the books conversations that are developing. Will Saudi join? I don't know. But there is a, a joint effort to to come against the growing power and boldness of Iran in the region. Even just uh, yesterday, today, there was an attack on a, a U.S. vessel between an Iranian vessel and an American vessel. So tensions are still are still high in the region. They're growing higher, and because of that, I believe that it's driving it's driving nations to say, "Okay, we are going to the enemy of my enemy is my friend." And we are going to partner with people who right now we have a lot of disagreements with, but we're going to partner with them in order to see Iran's power muted a little bit, just pushed down a little bit. Well, the the main chunk of our show, uh, believe it or not, today is our our second segment of the show. And so we'll just jump right into that. Yeah, that makes sense. In a post-truth society, we've exchanged truth for lies and reason for postmodern irrationality. The truth and the lies, the absurdity, finally makes sense. Well, last week, this might feel like a deja vu from last week, but we talked about Buzz Lightyear. We've talked about the new Lightyear movie that is coming out, and it is widely critically condemned and acclaimed on both sides because of a forbidden kiss between a lesbian couple on screen. Within the first 30 minutes of the the show, the animators of Pixar Disney put their not-so-secret agenda in the show of having their two lesbian uh, women kiss to show Buzz what a healthy, lasting relationship looks like. Well, in a recent interview, Chris Evans, who plays Buzz Lightyear in the movie, he made his comments on what he thinks about the criticism. Well, I mean, the real truth is those people are idiots. I mean, I think throughout history, you can see every time there's been... <laughs> the real truth, the real truth is those people are idiots. What people, what people exactly? Oh, those that would be the 1.4 billion people of Islam. That would be the one billion people of the Catholic Church. That would be nearly one billion people of the Protestant Church. That would be half of the global population, if not more. You want to lump in a, the billion people in China? Okay, you're at like four billion people. So that's like half the world population. It's those people. 
Those, those, those people. They're idiots. Idiots. I mean, I think throughout history, you can see every time there's been social advancement as we wake up. I mean, the, the, the American story, the human story is, is one of constant social awakening and constant. growth. That's, that's, what, that's what makes us good. And, and, you know, when that happens, there's always going to be people who are uh, afraid and uh, uh, unaware and, and trying to hold on to what was before. But those people die off like dinosaurs. Mm. And so, you know, I think the, the goal is to pay them no mind, march forward and, and, and embrace the growth that makes us human. Those, those with morals are, quote, afraid, unaware, and they are the not good people because the good people are those who progress past the morals, who transcend morality, who transcend uh, any sort of deist worldview, any sort of worldview where there is a God who created, who gave laws. It tr- transcends any sort of morality, and we, that's what makes us good. Just moving, moving past and past and past into total moral relativism. That's what makes us good. And those other people, well, they're afraid, they're ignorant, they're in the dark, and they're going to die off like dinosaurs. It's hard to tell. This sounds, this sounds pretty Islamophobic to me. Is Chris an Islamophobic? This sounds very Christophobic to me. It sounds, in fact, quite science-phobic to me. It's, it sounds... It sounds, in fact, like it goes against what the psychology and the science says about kids being raised in homes with a mother and a father having much better mental health. And then when you look at the statistics worldwide about those who struggle, those who have, are more likely to go to jail, more likely to be caught up in, in, in traffic, those who are most likely to uh, struggle with drugs in their high school and early years. Those are, those are kids who don't have fathers in the home. So are we, are we really so married to this ideology? We're really just so in love with this, this wokeism ideology of progressivism that we have taken it hook, line, and sinkered. We swallowed it, and it's now caught in our stomach lining that we're willing to rip out our stomachs for the sake of this worldview. And we're willing to sacrifice our children. We're willing to, to do away with healthy, normative, healthy homes that our children can grow up in. Why? Because we can virtue signal with our children. Because we can virtue signal with our morals, with our messaging, with bringing our kids to drag shows, which we can then post and, and get the props that we are the SJWs. We are the social justice warriors. We're fighting for our rights. We're fighting for an oppressed people group. We're fighting for a segment of society that doesn't have rights. No, what you're doing is you're celebrating. You're celebrating degradation. It's an actual lifting up. There's, there's, there's an actually lifting up of saying, you know what? The things that are abhorrent, you know, Drag show dancers, they dance in strip clubs. 
They dance in strip clubs. Is it a good idea to bring your five-year-old to a strip club and say, hey, little Sally, hey, little Johnny, look what you could be one day when you grow up. You could be a stripper. Actually, yes. They actually probably would say, yeah, that would be great. That would be a great thing so that they can see that sex work is actual work. That being trafficked isn't, isn't, that's not that bad. Being sexually abused, uh, you know, it's good. It's a good thing. We should celebrate sexual abuse. Why not? This is, this is literally, literally where it's going. Uh, uh, so is the stars aligning? Does the stars aligning mean that finally we're going to to infinity and beyond, as they so like to say that this Buzz Lightyear movie is to infinity and beyond. We're transcending our human limits and archaic morality worldviews. Those people are dinosaurs who will pass away. Those, those three billion people who believe in a Judeo-monotheistic God— <sighs> They're going to pass away. Just don't worry about them, either through a gulag or just through time, which I, I don't know how that would happen because they're the only people who are really having kids in the world. Those who believe in a Judeo-Christian worldview are the ones who are having children. So you can't play the long game that they're going to go away because they're going to be the ones who are having more kids. Just saying. Well, or, 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 ladies and gentlemen, is this going to go the other way? Is the stars aligning, metaphorically speaking, is it pointing towards that the tide on this global argument, global just uh, uh, delusion, it is a delusion, it is a delusion, is turning? Are the tides turning? And we talk, I've been, I've been not so, so much wrestling, but thinking about this often on the show, we talk about this subject. So much, so much. It's insane how much we talk about this agenda that is being pushed forward. It's just mind boggling. I'm sitting and thinking, this is such a strange world that we find ourselves living in. Why, why are we talking about this? Here I live in one of the most conservative nations in the world. And yet this, this seems to be the pressing matter to talk about. And I'll tell you why. Because even in the most conservative nations across the globe, it doesn't matter where it is, because of the internet, because of the phone, because of TikTok, because of Instagram, this worldview, this mindset is getting into the heart and mind of every child. And it's an issue that you're dealing with in every university across the globe because the university system has been built up to indoctrinate kids with a progressive ideology. A progressive ideology. That's what it does. Dr. Jordan Peterson uh, just released a, about a 13-minute long video. I strongly, strongly recommend you go and listen to the whole thing. It, um, it's amazing. We're going to listen to a, a clip of it, and then we're going to look at how the tide, how the tide in this battle, uh, even though it seems on, on the macro scale that it's, it's a losing battle. But the tide on this actually may be turning. Here is Dr. 
Jordan Peterson. We are sacrificing our children on the altar of a malicious far-left ideology. The medical profession is crumbling in response to radical transgender activists. There's good evidence that many ancient societies sacrificed children to their gods. Parents in ancient Phoenician colonies in Carthage, Sicily, Sardinia, and Malta slew their offspring prior to cremating them, hoping that the gods would hear their voices and bless them. We are rightly appalled by this, though sometimes I wonder whether we understand child sacrifice far more than we'd like to admit. I saw a video the other day featuring an American surgeon bragging that he had performed more than 3,000 double mastectomies on young women who had paid for gender reassignment. Individuals confused, one might say encouraged, by those who profit from it into believing that their adolescent emotional trials can be cured and happiness reign forever if they subject themselves to this brutal practice. And it is brutal, a process that often includes not only the aforementioned mastectomies, but other appalling surgical processes. Orchiectomy, that's castration in blunter language, the removal of the uterus, the demolition of the musculature of the forearm to make what is not a penis, but must be referred to as such. Dr. Jordan Peterson goes on in uh, no uncertain terms of how the medical profession, of how the psychological profession is going down the tubes because of ideologies and and stances that go directly against medicine, that go directly against how you counsel someone. He goes in to the fact of how now the American uh, uh, Psychological Psychiatric Association, they say you cannot have anything but gender-affirming practices. So if a young woman or a young man comes into your office and says, sometimes I feel more masculine than feminine, The correct response is, yes, you were born in the wrong body, and therefore, let's get you on hormones, hormone blockers today. Let's let's just do that today. Let's start. Not taking time to figure out maybe what's going on. Maybe there's other things going on beneath the surface. It's no. We jump immediately to the conclusion, immediately to the conclusion that something is wrong, that something is going on, and that is that you were born in the wrong body. And so what do we do? We, we give hormone therapy that makes men and women sterile. We give double mastectomies, castrate. They're no longer able to, if they want later in life, to have children. And we're doing this The medical profession's doing it at a great profit. Parents are doing it with with receiving great, great wokeism if they're the ones who are are indoctrinating their children. And 
teachers in schools are overstepping their rightful bounds, keeping secrets from their parents, and indoctrinating these students. We are, uh, for, for what? For their ideology, for their liberal, for, for their progressive worldview that says you get points, you get virtue points if you have, are, are uh, in the LGBT queer community. Because right now in society, if you are a person of color, you have status, you have virtue, you have value. If you are white or white passing, if you are straight, you don't. You're an oppressor. But don't worry, you can get out of that position of being an, opp an oppressor. By what? By becoming queer, by becoming trans, by, by adopting a victim issue saying, I was born in the wrong body and therefore I am part of the intersectional gang. I'm a part of the alphabet and I'm no longer an outcast in society. Well, uh, finally, finally, it seems like some organizations are beginning to push back. FINA bans transgenders from swimming, and they're going to create an open, an open league, essentially. FINA members widely adopted, which is the World Swimming Governing Body. The World Swimming Governing Body has effectively banned transgendered women, men who identify as a woman, from competing in women's events. FINA members widely adopted the new gender inclusion policy on Sunday that only permits swimmers who transitioned before the age of 12 to compete in women's events. The organization also proposed an open competition. This is from the AP. No. Later on in this article, there's a lot of criticism. Dr. Al Al Jahromi, the director of Gender Affirming Surgery Center at Temple University, says that 12 is an arbitrary age. Where did that come from? Is that age is a specific age that everyone's supposed to have to pass through uh, puberty before that time or by that time or after that time? Because in many cases, that's not the case. We know that puberty varies with age for different people. Uh, the doctor also said the transition involves three stages, social, medical, involving hormones, and surgical. So which of these three do they mean that they have to have transitioned? Should the patient have undergone surgery by that time, which is almost impossible? Well, uh, uh, another funny thing about this is that some people are afraid that it's going to encourage, and they're not saying this, FEMA say they're not saying everyone should transition by the age of 11. That's ridiculous. You can't transition at the age in most countries. But it does seem like it puts a pressure if you're a swimmer and your swimmer is having gender identity issues, maybe you're going to push your kid to transition early rather than just let, let your kid be. Oh, well, they're wanting to create a quote-unquote open category, which is, <laughs> which is going to be a bunch of girls that are doping testosterone. They're like, hey, wait a minute. If I dope, if I'm dope testosterone, I'll be able to swim faster and be stronger. I don't have a chance in the women's competition, but if I dope, 
maybe I'll have a chance in the open competition. And then I'll be filled with, with a bunch of guys who realize, well, I can't cut it as a guy. I'm not going to be the best. So I might have a chance in the open competition. That, that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be like the B-string team of swimmers, honestly. Uh, very sad. Well, there was, of course, a lot of criticism. Apparently, Fina is, quote-unquote, deeply discriminatory, harmful, and unscientific. Unscientific. Well, they've thrown biology straight out the window, that Fina. Oh, my goodness. The new policy is, quote, not in line with the IOC's framework on fairness, inclusion, and non-discriminatory on the basis of gender identity and sex variations, said Ann Lieberman of Athlete Ally, a nonprofit that associates with LBTQ LMNOP athletes. The eligibility criteria for the quote-unquote women's category is laid out in the policy and will police the bodies of all women who will, and will not be enforced, enforceable without serious violating, seriously violating the privacy and human rights of any athlete looking to compete in the women's category. Essentially, she's saying, by doing this, we're destroying, this is the, the ally saying, by not letting biological men compete to identify as a woman compete with women, we're destroying the woman's ability to compete, which is just exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite is happening. Well, the, the International Cycling Union, the UIC, also increased their transitionary period for low testosterone for two years to try to inhibit men from competing in women's cycling. Uh, also, rugby, they decided to, down under, they're doing something right, I, I suppose. They made it illegal and they banned transgendered women rugby players, men playing with women in rugby. Rugby is a brutal sport. Brutal. It's like, it's like boxing, just on an open field. Uh, so that's good news that there's some sports organizations that are beginning to wake up and realize that, oh, there's such a thing as biology and science. And there's a difference between men and women who would have thunk, who would have thunk, thunk that there's actual differences, physiological, biological differences between men and women. Well, more good news. The Japanese courts ruled against, ruled against gay marriage in saying that a marriage is a relationship that is between a man and a woman to bear children and raise them together in cohabitation. Japan, they are holding the line. Homosexuality is legal in Japan, but they're holding the line to say, mm, actually, though, marriage is a relationship between a man and a woman between both sexes, man and a woman, to raise their children together and live together. That's what marriage is. And they ruled against, they ruled against same-sex marriage. So th there's positive things that are happening. But uh, an article recently came out talking about detransitioned teens. And explain, and, and here's detransitioned teens, young girls, young boys, 
who at the age of nine or at the age of 12, the age of 13 or 12, they, they decide that they're transgender. At 13, they come out to their parents and instantly they're put on puberty blockers, prescribed testosterone. At 15, one of these young girls underwent a double mastectomy. A year later, less than a year later, by the time she was 16, she realized she made a mistake. And now, likely, she's infertile. There's, there's thousands, ladies and gentlemen, thousands, thousands of detransitioners that are coming out and saying, I had a double mastectomy. I had a, a, a mastectomy and I had my, my uterus taken out. I was castrated. I was on hormone blockers. I'm now infertile. I've had, I'm living in excruciating pain from all of the surgeries that were done from, to me. Discomfort, infections, you, constant UTIs because of these surgeries. And no one is willing to help me. No one's helping me. I was, I was a kid and they mutilated my body and now I, I can't get that back. I can't reverse this decision. If I had only just waited a couple of years, I would have gone through my hard time. Because what happens is a, a young boy has heightened emotions. They're a little emotional. They cry a little bit more maybe. And what do you say? Oh, you're, you're such a girl. Such a girl. Are you a girl? Hmm, maybe, maybe I am. Maybe you are. Go to the counselor at the school office. Well, maybe you are a girl. Okay, let's get you on hormones right now. Let's stop that puberty, puberty before it even hits. Before you even have time to go through it and come out of the other side and realize that you're a man. Same thing with a girl. She, tomboy, has a hard time with girls. Plays with guys. Likes basketball, football, whatever it is. Oh, maybe you're a boy. Quick. Hormones, right away, get it done. Bada bing, bada boom. Not enough time to even process through this, like years to process through this to make the right decision. But once you transition, once you go to the other side, there is no coming back. And it is destroying. It is destroying thousands of people's lives. In fact, the statistics are quite startling that there has been a huge jump. There's been a huge jump in transgenderism, transgendered kids in America in the last five or six years. One reason is, main reason is social media. Tumblr plays a huge part. Kids on Tumblr, they're alone. They have social problems. They don't have a lot of friends. They find these communities on Tumblr that are filled with transgendered activists, and all of a sudden they have friends, and they're convinced to transition. They push their parents away, and they transition. TikTok, social media, it's causing the numbers of, uh, of trans kids to explode in the States. So it's not all good, but, but hopefully society will, will wake up. I pray that it will because uh, it is going to leave a wake of disaster for so many, so many people. Well, 
This show is brought to you by listeners like you. This is a value for value podcast. We don't have advertisers here on the show. We don't play a bunch of ads here on the show. The show is fueled by listeners like you. So if you get value out of the show, we ask that you give value back to the show in the measure that you received. And you can do that by visiting lucasscrobot.com backslash support. And you can give your hard, cold fiat there in any measure that you so desire. Don't go away. We will be right back with our closing Weaver and Loom segment. Welcome back to Weaver and Loom, a part of the show where we take ancient wisdom and we turn it and we take every... (laughs) Welcome back to Weaver and Loom, a part of the show where we take ancient wisdom and we weave it in with our everyday lives so we can own our future and weave our destiny in today's wisdom uh, is, you know, a little startling. The president of the United States declares that the United States has been prideful and arrogant and has sought their own way. And what America really needs is a day of repentance and fasting and mourning and turning back to God. Oh, wait, sorry, got that wrong. I, I misread it. This was, this was way back. This is way back with Abraham Lincoln back in 1863. 1863. Abraham Lincoln appointed a national day of prayer and fasting and repentance because he recognized that the weight of of rebellion on America through the sin of slavery, enslaving thousands, millions of people, uh, was horrific. Now, nations have the ability to fall. You know that. All throughout history, We've seen civilization rise up and civilization fall. Rise up, fall. Nations rise up and fall. The same thing can happen with people. We can rise up and we can fall. Now, a civilization or a nation, it takes a little bit longer for the demise of a civilization and a nation. It takes a little bit longer for the growth of a civilization and a nation. But a civilization and a nation is just built up of individuals like you and me. And so, For you or I to be built up, that can happen in a number of years. And likewise, in a number of years, it can all come crashing down. Well, the quote for today is a little lengthy, but I wanted to read it. And it's part of a speech by Abraham Lincoln back on March 30th of 1863, where he made a proclamation. And he said this. This is by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas the Senate of the United States, devoutly recognizing supreme authority and just government of Almighty God in all the affairs of men and of nations, has by resolution requested the President to designate and set apart a day for national prayer and humiliation. So the Senate asked the president to set aside a day for prayer and and humbling. He said this, And whereas it is the duty of nations as well as men to, to 
own their de- dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions, to humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proved by all history that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. And in so much, we know that by his divine laws, nations like individuals are subjected to punishment and chastisement in this world. We may not justly fear that the awful calamities of civil war, which now desolate the land, but may but be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sin. To the needful end of our nation's reformation as a whole people, it doesn't have to end. He's saying, we, we can see that the Civil War, which devastated America, is a punishment that has been afflicted on us, but it does not need to end in the destruction of the entire nation. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have preserved these many years and pro- persevered, excuse me, these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in number, wealth, and power as no nation ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which has preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts, that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. It behooves us, then, to humble ourselves before the offended power, a.k.a. God, to confess our national sin and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. The speech goes on, but we're going to end there with his speech. President Lincoln said of America that their punishment was because they forgot God. They attributed their success to themselves. That their unbroken success, they're like, ah, you know what it is? It's because we're so virtuous. You know what it is? It's because we have some like wisdom of our own, some virtue of our own. That's why. Because we're just better than everyone else. We're just, we're just better. We figured it out. It's not because God blessed us. No, it's because we're better. So we're going to go off and do our own thing. We're going to go into our own way. We're going to be prideful and do our own thing. I love what he says here at the end. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our heart that all these things, all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue, intoxicated with unbroken success. We have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who was in the gulags 
in the USSR when he reflects on why all these ha- things happened to Russia, why all of these things happened to the people of the USSR and the Soviet nations. Why did this all happen? He, and we've quoted this multiple times on the show, but he said, from a young age, I would hear, I would hear it be said by my elders that all this happened because man forgot God. And then he went on decades of, of searching and reading and studying and doing research and firsthand interviews. He said, after decades of writing and studying this, I've come to the conclusion, to put it simply, that all of this happened to the USSR because man forgot God. A new Gallup poll in America that just came out says the vast majority of adults do believe in a God, but it's at the lowest that it has been since the Gallup poll started doing it. And I I would dare to venture that even those who maybe believe in a God on an intellectual level, and this goes across the globe, those who believe in a God, just because you believe in God doesn't mean anything, but are you acting in accordance to that? Are you acting in accordance to that? Or do you just think, yeah, yeah, I think it's somewhere out there. But what is happening in America is truly because man has forgotten God. And that should put a fear in each and every one of our hearts, knowing that we are no different than a nation. That if we forget God, if we attribute our unbroken success to our own strivings, our own abilities, to our own giftings, if we attribute it to ourselves and we live in the way that we want to, in the deceitfulness of our hearts, we too can be humbled. We too can be humbled. Well, that's all for this show. Thanks for listening to the show. If you have any questions, you can WhatsApp me at plus one two zero two nine two two zero two two zero. We will answer them right here on the show this week. Go out and uh, look at the stars. Get out early morning, set your alarm, wake up 3, 4 a.m., Go out, camp somewhere so you can see those planets align in the heavens. Uh, It's going to be a pretty amazing sight. Go out, own your future. 